Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. I'm Susan Johnson. I'm here to launch another highly inspiring, I hope, week for you to get your business and your life just going at full pace, high energy, and you know, with a lot of passion and power behind it. And today, as people are still logging on, I love it. We're getting more and more people logging back on again live. I think that's wonderful. If you come on here, please turn your cameras on. I love seeing your smiles and getting your interaction and everything. And for those of you who can't make it, uh, live to our shows Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. 8 on Agent Power Huddle. You can hear us back on podcast, Spotify. You can see us on YouTube, all sorts of good things. So we have um, a, a lot of great information for you today. And like I said, my purpose every Monday is to just light up your week so that you can just have the most powerful week uh, productivity-wise, but also personally. So today we're going to talk about something that, um, you know, of course you've heard about before, but I got to tell you, what do we do on this Asian panel huddle but bring things to the forefront of our mind to focus? And today is all about the power of focus. So, hey, Lisa, unmute yourself for a second. You unmuted? There I go. Are you a starter? Are you a starter or a finisher? <laughs> I I try to start. I'm usually a finisher. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to ask some more people that question just for the fun of it, because you're going to find out a little bit more about what that means when it comes to focusing. So the number one reason, I'm going to jump right into it because I've got 30 minutes here. The number one reason that stops people from getting what they want is the lack of focus. Would you agree with that? Give me a thumbs up or a little nod. These strategies I'm covering are based on, I don't know if you're looking at the screen, you can see the, this book here is a number one New York Times bestselling book called The Power of Focus. The author is Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, and Les Hewitt. Uh, so this book, goodness, I started reading this book 15 years, 15 plus years ago this book and I still have it and I still reference it and I still bring myself back to it over and over and over again. Anytime I feel like I'm starting to get too many directions going and I'm not getting accomplishing things that I want to get accomplished, I say, okay, rein it in again and go back to the power of focus, which is driving this topic today. So here's the scenario. I'm going to paint it out for you. You have a fabulous, wonderful idea. All right. You're going to visualize on doing it better than anybody else because you know what this is your passion you got oh my god this is really going to be great for my business and i'm going to make a lot of money on this but not only that i'm going to be able to service my clients at another level this is the best idea ever right we've all had that i'm sure we have you know but in the meantime you're also going to keep your current clients that you have you're going to you know create and attract all sorts of new ones you've got this fabulous idea. As an entrepreneur, you're wearing several hats because we just do. Um, you put in the long days, long nights, haven't had much time for relaxing, but who cares because you're having so much fun because you've got such this brilliant idea and you're, you know, you're growing and prospering. Is that paint a good picture for you? As the foundation gets built, people and systems are brought into place to create some stability. 
But gradually, day to day, what you find what you find out and the entrepreneur learns very quickly is that instead of the growth that they want to see happen, they start getting involved in the day to day paperwork, the fires to put out, handling people, cash flow and all the other things that come along with this making this fabulous idea work. Okay, does this sound familiar? Probably does to a lot of you. So the dilemma is compounded now because most entrepreneurs are controllers. Would we agree with that? Give me a little thumbs up or a nod or something. It's very true. Most of us that are entrepreneurs, we control things, but it is difficult. It's difficult to let go. It's difficult to let other people carry the load for us because delegation is not your strength, unfortunately. For those of you who are entrepreneurs, delegation is not typically, I can't say that's always the case, but Typically, it's not our strengths. And it's not because what we've grown to this day has been our baby, right? It's been our idea. It's been we brought it into fruition. We've experienced some level of success, maybe even continuing to grow. And yet it's so hard to let it go because it's our baby. We've nurtured it. We've nurtured it to the growth and to, to the extent we've got it at thus far. So that's that dilemma that takes place. But understand that every detail and everything in our minds we get, and yet we feel nobody can do it quite like we can do it. Sound familiar? I bet it does. This is the ultimate catch-22. Ultimate catch-22. There are more opportunities to be had, more deals to be closed, but we're stuck in that day-to-day routine. So what's our answer? Lisa, anybody, or Michelle, I see Angelica, is it Angelica, Angela on here, Sylvia, Autumn, we've got lots of people joining on here. If you unmute yourself, jump in at any time. What's the answer to all this? Gosh, well, you must have to invest your focus and time on doing what you are brilliant at. We've heard that before, but guess what? We're bringing it back into focus today. Because no matter how much we practice this on a daily basis, it's still we revert back to nurturing our babies, don't we? We revert back to nurturing what we've grown because it's so important to us. All right, but you've got to focus on the activities that you do brilliantly and extraordinarily. And it's critically important to understand that. When you focus most of your time and energy doing what you truly do brilliantly, that's when you're going to get the biggest results. Gosh, we've been told that time and again, and we know we believe it, we know we understand it, and it's just what you know in your head and what plays out in your day-to-day life can oftentimes, you know, there be, can be a disconnect now and again. I'm not saying completely, because obviously we're all here and we work on these things. It's a work in progress is what it really is. And that's why I like to bring these, um, these topics back to the forefront Uh, of your focus, if you will. All right. So think about the champion athlete who practices day in and day out. It's not that they're already exceptional at what they do. It's not that you're not already exceptional at what you do. And yet when you practice day in and day out, you keep continuing sharpening, sharpening, sharpening those skills. And that's what you need to be doing now every day. Instead of getting yourself into all these areas Uh, you know, that are not your strengths, you're just trying to do because you know it has to be done. You know where we're going with a lot of this, we're going into some, some leverage. All your biggest rewards will come from you spending your time 
in your peak area of your brilliance. That's it. It does. Um, now, how do we get there, though? I mean, it seems it's it's easier said than done. Um, you know, what do you do effortlessly? So if you're not really sure where your brilliance is, let's start there. <laughs> OK, what do you do effortlessly? What is something that you do just from your pure heart and your joy that you've had so many people around you go, oh, my gosh, you need to be doing more of that. Or when can I? see you speak again? Or when can I come to one of your classes again? Or when can I, you know, what is your brilliance? What, where is it? All right. Um, what do you do that most other people find difficult, but for you, for some reason, it just is, is natural. These are questions to ask for yourself. What opportunities exist today in the areas of your brilliance? And what juices you to keep going? Those are key questions to ask. Remember, the questions that you ask yourself and others can be life-changing and, and, you know, in your personal, in your business, in your, you know, in everything you do. It's the questions you ask. So ask yourself some of these questions. Ask yourself some of these questions. The level of brilliance will determine the size of your opportunities. Have you heard me say multiple times in over my 20 plus years, I, I joke about, I joke a lot, but I joke about it and say, goodness, I backpedaled myself into some amazing opportunity. How the heck did I land here running a company of, and running, a, you know, leading 160 plus agents in, in a business? How did I end up here launching another? How did I get here? Was it really me or was it people I surrounded myself or was it that I started to play and work into the zone that where's my strength and people noticed it? and opportunities landed in my lap. That's really what happened. Honestly, guys, that's really what landed me here hosting this show for you. It's it's that I didn't necessarily seek out, hey, I think I want to go lead a podcast or lead a, you know, I didn't really, some people do go that route. It, opportunity showed up because I was just showing and performing in what I love to do. I love helping all of you. I it's, it, it gives, fills my, my, my cup, my joy, I mean, when I end this power huddle, I'm just as pumped, if not more than all of you, because just being here and and, um, you know, giving back and leading you, if you will, um, and sharing with you and learning from you. We learn from each other, too. Um, it's something that juices me. I hope you see that. Right. So what does that do for you? Where is your where's your brilliance? I call it brilliance. You can call it whatever you want, but, you know, where does the fire that light you up? You know, that's where that focus needs to be you know, laser focused, if you will, in. Um, it's easy to get distracted. Every single, I don't care how long you've been, it's easy to get distracted. And that's why I asked it. I let and I opened and I joked with Lisa a bit when we first started. And I said, are you a starter or are you a finisher? That little question, right? Those two questions right there could prompt some fun little interactions, right? Are you? You're probably both to some degree. Let's go here. This really rang true to me when I read this in the book. This isn't verbatim from the book, but, you know, bits and pieces. And of course, I throw my own stuff in. Um, but most entrepreneurs really are excellent starters. Why is that? 
Well, because we always have these ideas. My mind is always going 10 steps ahead of me physically getting <laughs> getting there. I know, and I could name up probably 50 plus more people, and you guys are probably all of them um, that are like that. You know, once we get the ball rolling, we start to get onto another idea, right? So we're great starters, but what will happen is we'll get an idea, we'll start it in progression, we'll get it moving, and oh my gosh, there's another fabulous idea. I sleep last night, I woke up, and man, ooh, that's another awesome idea. Well, we start on that road, and what you create, though, unfortunately, is we leave a wake of a mess because nothing's getting finished, right? So finishers, if you're a finisher, there's, you know, by the way, one is not better than the other, mind you. One is not stronger than the other. Ultimately, they coincide. A well-oiled machine will complement one another. So the finishers, they love taking the projects to completion. Often, they're not good at initiating the project. That's where the starters come in. However, they're exceptional at organizing every detail and implementing all the systems that need to take place to bring it through the finish line. There are starters who are, excel in the brilliance of the ideas and getting the projects going because they see what the end result is, but they don't have all the finite details in place on how to actually make it come to fruition. And then there are finishers, those people who are exceptional and brilliant at saying, oh my gosh, what a great idea. And you know what? I know how to get us there. I can get us to that finish line. And my strength is as a finisher to hammer out those details and to implement them so perfectionally, is that a good word, perfectionally, <laughs> perfectly and smoothly that you can go on to new ideas because we're going to take this to the finish line. Then I'm going to come in and take over your next project and move that to the finish line. Starters and finishers. All right. So identify yourself and find out, well, what are your natural tendencies? Where do you fit into this? If you're a starter, release the guilt of not getting things finished and align yourself with a brilliant finisher. Okay, yes, I paused purposely right there because you both will become what's called a well-oiled machine at that point. Now, this is where it can get difficult. It sounds so great when we're just talking about it, right? The difficult part, I'm just going to say, and you can again unmute yourself and come on if you want to join in because I'm sure I'm not the only one experiencing this and you may even be able to add some really great information to this agent power huddle but um you know a, a starter will get things going then they start get swamped overwhelmed and then they need to bring on somebody and ultimately they bring on a lot of people times they bring on people much like themselves big mistake i've mentioned this a couple times um on agent power huddle which is the disc behavior profile you know you know lisa i kind of probably teach one of those if i can in a short version um, on one of these agent power hurdles. I teach that class, but it's usually a couple hours because I really get deep in it. And we, and I bring in um, the different colors for people to wear, you know, in, in chains or beads and stuff so they can see, you know, we really have fun with it. So I haven't done it on a virtual, but it might be a good idea. 
Yeah, we could do it in parts. We could do it. We, like- we might. We might. I'll, I'll get with you on that and think about that. But anyway, we bring, I bring it to a topic because we're talking about strengths, people's strengths. And that's where you really, you know, can self-identify where your strengths are is by doing something called a disc behavioral profile. And then have somebody like myself or anybody else, you know, validate it for you. Don't just do it and stop. Validating is a big part of doing the disc because it's understanding what does that disc mean? Understanding yourself and others around you. So biggest mistake people make when they start to delegate is they'll bring somebody on that they're like themselves. <laughs> and then what do you have? You've got two people ready, you know, bumping heads and that kind of thing. So there's... um. So you want to try, you know, really identify who's going to be that starter and who's going to be that finisher for you. Um, 4D solution is one of the is, is a something in this book here that I'm going to bring up right now, because I think that will help too to identify how to even get the process started. So if you're first by yourself and you haven't brought on any any help yet, you want to think about the four D's. The first one is to dump it. First D stands for dump it. Learn to say no. Say no to everything that's going to get you off focus and off track. Just say no. Because it's not, you know, as much as you want to say yes and be part of something else and help some, sometimes you have to say no and you need to be firm about it. Because it's time is of the essence. You are a newer agent. I'm going to tell you right now where I'm sitting. I still, I can't even say I have, you know, hopefully I have 20 years left, but I mean, in real estate, I don't know, you know, I mean, maybe there's some other level, but I'm 58. Time is of the essence. You don't start. When are you going to start? They dump it and say, no, there's a lot of times I've said yes to certain things and it got me into doing a whole bunch of other stuff. And it, you know, it drew away from where the focus should have been. How much more could have been accomplished? I just would have, Bam, keep those blinders on. Stay focused. Number, the second D is for delegate it. These are the tasks that need to be done, not in your brilliance. Hand them to someone else who has the strength. We just got into that, the finishers. Somebody else. Now, in full transparency, like I always am. Um, so, TC, <laughs> I know millions of you are going to disagree with me. It's okay. You disagree with me. I prefer to delegate off my social media uh, things, my Facebook posting things, my um, some of my uh, systems on my, you know, on um, on uh, database marketing, all that kind of stuff. I prefer to, but when it comes to TC, I'm using one now and she is amazing. Everybody loves her. I'm not used to using a TC. Why? Because I'm very organized with how I do my listings. I do all the listing paperwork at the listing con, you know, and then I upload it right away. It's done. Buyer comes in, bam, we get it out within 24 hours. It's just done. Buyers, I get it all from the listing agent. We go to we go to the home inspection. We do all the the uh, buyer um, disclosures or seller disclosures with the buyer at that time. Upload done. So to me, TC, that part is like I keep my finger on the pulse very easily because I know what's going on. Because I do, I have steps that are so systematic to me that it's a no-brainer. Okay, so now I'm using a TC who has, and again, not nothing against because she is stellar, and it wasn't even her. It's had it, I delegated some things off, but now you see how when you start delegating some things, you might lose a little bit of control. And you have to have faith that they're all just going to do their job. 
And something happened this last week where buyers have removed contingencies and somebody didn't do their job and something was missed. Okay. Not going to drag you on that. But anyway, delegating means you do have to give up some trust and you've got to make sure and it's hard. It's hard. So, and yet to get to another level, we can't do it all. We just can't. So delegating, I don't know if that, that little scenario even made sense, but you know, even still delegating, no matter how long you've been doing something, when you delegate something off, you have to have a level of degree of trust that they're going to get their job done. And you know what? I mean, people make mistakes, but I got to tell you, they can be very costly mistakes. So be careful too on who you're delegating to. And again, I'll repeat, it was not my TC that made the mistake. I go, because she watches the file. When I, the only reason I brought her in is because with, with me watching the file, I would have known it, uh, what was going on. With somebody else watching the file, my eyes were off the target on that one. See the difference? But what do we do? We can't continue to micromanage every little thing because we'll never grow. So just having that, again, being aware of who you're aligning with and building the trust. And the trust comes from repetition of successes that are proven over and over and over again. And will there be mistakes and things that are overlooked? Yes, but at least together, you'll learn how to communicate things a little bit better and watch a little bit closer. Okay, dump it, delegate it. D, defer it. Okay, now there's issues. There's some things that need to get done, but guys, really, do they need to get done now? I learned this lesson really, really well. Because remember, I'm a starter. I'm an entrepreneur. My mind is always going. When I ran my brokerage and, and I had um, an, a, um, an, one of my main, main assistants, I would give her a lot of work. And, and I use this. I talk about this scenario in this class. She is a very high um, SI in the behavioral profile. She makes a very good assistant. She's fabulous assistant. Best I've ever had, actually. And um, any case, so I kept giving her more and more and more. Because that's what we do, right? We delegate. That's our getting real good at delegating because I had somebody I so trusted. I knew she had it. More. But she had to learn when she took the DISC behavioral profile that just because I'm the one delegating doesn't give her, she, she still has a voice. So she taught me a great lesson. She turned, she said, Susan, I know you need all these things done. And this is great. I will get these done. But please tell me. What is your top items you need completed by tomorrow at five? Bam, great question, right? It helped me to help her because if you understand anything about the disc, you're going to know that the high S behavioral style is very highly supportive. They want so much to support you. But if you overwhelm them, what's going to happen? They're going to start getting very depressed. And it'd be a downward spiral. She learned how to have the voice to turn around and say, wait a minute, this is great. I can get these things done, but Susan, what's most important to you? Defer the items that are not as important. So the ones that are really going to move your business to a whole nother level are going to happen because they can support that is supporting you to the highest level. So those of you who may be listening on this, if you're running a team, and you've got an, an administrative assistant or, you know, executive assistant or somebody working with you, make sure you have that two-way communication. It's not all about you steamrolling into the office and giving them more and more and more to do. It's not about that. Because guess what? Remember, the well-oiled machine is not you alone. 
<laughs> never is, never was. Maybe you think it was, but it's not. It's bringing them to fruition and helping them work with you. Defer the items that are not as pressing so that your finisher can perform at their highest level to support you. Defer it. All right, then do it. Do it now means then you stay in your brilliance. Now you've you got somebody that's working well with you and doing what you need them to be done. You, you stay in your brilliance and you take massive action, whatever it takes. Massive action is a whole other topic we've done on our own because whatever it takes, it's not just take action. We can take action all day long and get nowhere. Massive action is that hyper-focused action where you are doing something you know, beyond and you're taking the steps that you know will massively move the needle. That's massive action. Focus, massive action. Does that help those four Ds? Keep them forefront to you. So we're wrapping up our set, our Asian power huddle already, um, but set your priority, you know, your priorities on these, on what you're focusing on. If you need to time schedule, do that. We already, we always encourage that anyway. Um, if you need to put a stop sign on your door to keep that focus, you know, I don't know if you're working in an office or even at home. You know, I have now have a home office. What you're seeing behind me here now is a home office, which I had a, I, for years. I had office in office building. But ever since COVID, I brought my office home and I've got my green screen going over there and I've got it all dialed in. I'm like, yeah, this works out perfectly. But it's in my home. So I have to, what's even more than that, I have a, this is my master bedroom. It's a retreat. So I've got a little dual fireplace, kind of cool. Anyway, um, but I have to close and lock the door oftentimes because otherwise I might get people just kind of coming in and out of the room and I'm on, you know, on something like this or I'm on, you know, I'm working or I'm, it, it pulls my focus. So that location, your, 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 you know, setting up your space and, you know, for you to be, you know, taking that time in your, in your brilliance, in your area uh, where your strength is without any interruptions. That's where I'm going with that. So keep those priorities, um, eliminate the disruptors. I'm a lot less on social media, Facebook during the day, Instagram. I really am. You know, a lot of stuff I have, you know, my, the stuff we have to do for real estate, we set those up. Um, but I tell you, I'm not browsing a lot. My husband might say, Hey, did you see my, pu-? I'm like, no, I didn't. I'll, you know, when I'll probably, I'll usually look at those at nighttime, but boy, I've, my day has changed a lot since I stopped sitting there, you know, scrolling on that all day. That's such a time waster. I'm not, I mean, social media, media, as you know, can make us a lot of money and we can have fun on it. And I'm so glad we have it because I get to see my grandbabies and, and my family and all that kind of stuff and, and friends. And yet at the same time, it can also be a, an umbilical cord to many of you, many, I would say you, I used to be me, many of all of us, um, but schedule your time for that. All right. Uh, so you're by doing these, your productivity, productivity will actually surge when you just get this focus back. And I'm going to encourage you once again, I'm bringing the book up, you're alive on here, The Power of Focus. And uh, Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, Les Hewitt. Um, and like I said, for I've got so many tabs in here and highlights through all the years because it um, we we navigate our, our journey. and 
as we now, if you're thinking about a ship navigating it, you don't just set one course and go. There's always counter, you know, counter um, adjustments that are being made to navigate. You're, you know, and so by looking and checking back at these books, this kind of keeps that focus back into navigating so you're moving forward. So we're not jumping out into so many different directions that we can't move forward. All right. So the power of focus today. Hope you enjoyed this. Have an amazing, wonderful week. I'm heading down to Brian Buffini's mastermind today at uh, the San Diego Convention Center. That's going to be a lot of fun. Brian Buffini's mastermind. So listen, guys, have a great week. Always wonderful seeing you. I'm not going to be here, remember, next week because it's my husband's birthday. We'll be out of town. And um, I'm off Monday, next Monday. So have a great time. I'll see you in two weeks. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.